listening to Red Hat Summit Radio 2014. Make sure you listen in all week for great shows throughout each day of Summit here at the Moscone. Hey guys, you're listening to another podcast from Red Hat Summit 2014 at the Moscone here at San Francisco. Highlights of events when you're tired and you're traveling and you're jet lagged don't come along too often. Sitting opposite me today is someone who really is the sunshine in my Paz world. Python DJ herself. Talking to Diane Mila. Diane. It's a pleasure to be back here with you, Richard, today. Um, I'm so psyched to be here at Red Hat Summit and all to be able to talk about all the different things that are happening in the Paz space and um, what we've been announcing um, the past couple of days around Docker and Project Atomic and, and my favorite one, Gear D. So um, I'm totally pleased to be here and rocking your world. You've come in from British Columbia with a bit of sunshine. Well, maybe a little bit of rain, too. It, it's basically a rainforest up there. Okay, talk to me about Gear D. So Gear D is a, a brand-new project that we're working on that's helping us um, take advantage of some of the, the lightweight um, SystemD-enabled um, host framework that Project Atomic is. And really what it helps us, what we've done is worked with, let's see, I want to make sure I thank everybody, the SE Linux community, the Docker community, the OpenShift engineering team, the RPM folks, and the SystemD folks both inside and outside of Red Hat to create a, a tooling set that sort of answers a number of questions that people have around what are we going to do with these containers? You know, how are we going to get them? How are we going to manage them? Now that I have a container, mm-hmm. or you know, now that I have found love, what am I going to do with it kind of thing? Um, how am I going to orchestrate uh, a real application um, with multiple containers? And Gear D is basically, it's under, if you go and look in the OpenShift repo, we've been working on it totally in the open and transparent. Um, you could have read the readme well before the uh, announcements on the keynote stage. But um, it's we're really trying to um, take advantage of Project Atomic's lightweightness and it's the ability to um, push uh, RPMs and do updates into the containers in a managed way, um, in some ways the Red Hat way, mm-hmm. um, and get those um, containers working in a framework that is easily orchestrated, easily managed, and easily um, updated, scaled. And that's where you'll see a lot of work going on. The broker still works the same way in the platform as a service as it ever did. But now with Gear D, we're changing our notion of Node and the way that we um, are able to use um, Docker images now directly into platform as a service. It's totally cool. And it's really doing it the right way. Um, there are lots of other people who have cobbled together um, Decker or Docker-like things um, uh, and tried to pull... Uh, Docker images into um, orchestration tools. And and we think by putting um, the effort up front into making RHEL um, work well with Docker um, and making sure that we had engineers from the OpenShift team working directly in the Docker um, engineering um, pit, as they would have, Mm -hmm. um, there was enough cross-community collaboration that we really are making this a rock-solid way to orchestrate your Docker app images and manage them in a, in a real good way for enterprises. We know in the technologies adhesive and sticky at Summit when they open Partner Pavilion, and Docker haven't got a huge stand, have they? But it was absolutely jam-packed. Well, they do have pretty T-shirts, you know. That's kind of a big part of it, too. But it, they've got one of the things that Docker brings to the Paz world and to the Red Hat cloud world is 
thousands already, um, probably more than thousands now as we speak, of Docker images that um, have applications and pieces and parts of applications in them ready to run now on PaaS. So we, or before we have, uh, and we still do have, quick starts and cartridges, and we've had hundreds and over 500 cartridges out there in GitHub mm -hmm. that people have contributed. This is an exponentially larger pool of applications and frameworks and tooling sets to pull into the platform as a service. And it's, it's huge. It's a great opportunity to extend um, your cloud platforms. When we first started thinking about how we were going to add context maturity to our OpenShift and PaaS team, we spent a lot of time pushing Macara and turning it into OpenShift and making it on OpenShift Online and then the OpenShift uh, Enterprise. But we grow by making sure that we have the right people at the helm. When you came into Red Hat, we were already a ragtag bunch of, 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 of evangelists, etc., etc. You brought a level of professionalism in purely because, you know, your, your, your years of industry experience. How do you think we're changing? Well, I think what we're really doing differently now is... Um, bringing in more cross-community collaboration. Whereas before we kind of focused on, can we get more people to just contribute to OpenShift itself? Now we're like working with the Docker community. Uh, we're working with the Heat um, group inside of OpenStack. So uh, you'll probably have seen, if you go into the Open um, OpenStack temp Heat template directory, there are Origin and OpenShift Enterprise templates that are ready baked there for you to deploy OpenShift. That's a cross-community collaboration. Mm -hmm. We're doing amazing things with the Drupal community. Um, uh, I've been using Drupal badly, I have to say, for probably six or seven years. i got to go look up how long ago I pushed my first Drupal one. But we've got these amazing community partners, Phase 2, who are just Drupal experts. Um, they're just taking us all into inter interesting places, but they're doing things like using Pressflow and making... Um, putting the caching in and, turn, and making our quick starts and cartridges for Drupal 7 and Drupal 8 rock. And they have a great open atrium distribution that is, you know, it's, it's open atrium is the Drupal distribution that's behind the White House. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you know it rocks and it's solid. And that's now what's behind the OpenShift Origin um, community site. So we're eating our own dog food now. We're taking our um, community-contributed quick starts and cartridges, using them to deploy our community website and running that community website at scale on OpenShift Online. And so what I've been tr really trying to bring to the party is that sense of cross-community collaboration mm -hmm. because we all win when we work together and we learn a lot from these other communities of people. And uh, Drupal is one that I've always admired their, um, their ethos and the way that they are inclusive and the diversity of that community. Uh, but I also I have got a little bit of competitive thing in me, too, because I see people like Pantheon and Acquia, and Acquia is a huge cluster fan mm -hmm. crew, and Pantheon's a huge Fedora user, and they're just wonderful people, and they're already part of the Red Hat community in, in different areas. But I can see basically delivering a Drupal um, cloud in a box mm -hmm. with Origin on our wonderful collaborations with the CentOS folks. Mm -hmm. So you could put Origin, CentOS, and rock-solid Drupal now all in a box and deploy it and have basically your own Acquia in a box. Mm -hmm. So before we were going China looking at Heroku in a box, we wanted to be the open source Heroku, and we did that. But now what we're trying to do is, is go for not the little one-off Drupal sites, 
like my xbrlspy.org mm-hmm. site, um, but things like huge enterprise deployments, um, government agencies, uh, nonprofits, multimedia companies, and get them using OpenShift and platform as a service and getting the benefits of the whole workflow around PaaS, and, but using it for their Drupal and their content management strategies too. And, and we have got some really cool partners going on right now. And, and that's, I think, the difference. I think if, if I can say anything and toot my own horn in any ways, that I've been really trying to make those connections across the communities and bring more eyeballs into this project because it's, it's not just about the core project either. Open, you know, origin server, if you look on the Octoverse this past year, it was the, in the top five of pull requests accepted. It was the, one of the top five most active projects on GitHub. That's huge. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't talk about it. We don't brag about it. Red Hat never brags enough about things. So we, we know that our project is getting tons of com- community cred out there and, and getting people actively involved in them. But we also, uh, we're this, this huge ecosystem of other frameworks and toolings and things. I mean, we work with the Ansible community, the Puppet community, um, the Chef people, you know. There are all kinds of other pieces of this puzzle. We're not doing this alone. And mm-hmm. I think that's what I'm really trying to pull in. Was we do evangelism for OpenShift. Yes, that's absolutely our jobs. That's what we need to do. But in the community building we're trying to do here is we're really trying to make it about a complete cloud so that you have all the tools and we have all the community partners you need to have a successful cloud deployment. What about intersection between the world of PaaS, you know, infrastructure as a service, and, of course, Project Atomic? So, it's funny you should ask that. Well, I think the intersection between PaaS and IIS is very obvious. Even today, Brian Stevens was pointing out, you know, and, and again, I'll mention the heat templates there. Mm-hmm. That's really, you know, a showcase of when you deploy OpenStack, and you deploy heat, you automatically get OpenShift. It's just a couple of clicks away to do that, whether you use the heat templates or you use the install. So when people talk about sort of the convergence of PaaS and IIS, um, that's happening, right? Uh, my, my goal, not that I don't love PaaS, but is in two years, I don't want to be ta- saying that acronym anymore. You know, mm-hmm. it's just going to be a cloud. It's going to be the red hat cloud rising kind of thing. Um, in terms of atomic, Atomic brings a whole nother level of Red Hat support and Red Hat um, security to those containers. And I think that's the interesting shift that we're seeing here. Docker's popularity is one, a wonderful way of extending the ecosystem and what you can deploy in paths. But I think with Project Atomic, what it's going to do is it's going to help um, enterprises embrace Docker in a real way. Because you know, just like in the early days of um, PaaS, um, it was the developers that you know said, "Hey, I want this agility." Uh, but I think with by embedding um, real, well-supported OS into Docker containers and making that rock, what we'll do is we'll transition from being um, a developer toy into a real enterprise class offering with Docker. And, and I think this shows a new level of maturity for the Docker community. When I first met you in a crowded hall in Olympia in London, <laughs> I had no idea what to make of this feisty, uh, besuited woman who was going to come on board and change things. Do you know what? You bring so much maturity and so much depth to what we do, and I'm so grateful you're here. 
Well, I'm grateful you're here too, so thank you. It's a big old love fest here. So thanks very much, Richard, for your time today. Diane, thank you.